Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive, Andy. Still um, in Madison Square Garden here, aren't You're I? still in Madison Square Garden. That's fine. That's a fun yeah, place to be. It is. Uh, we are going to put a bow on the month of February. February already over. Can you freaking believe it? February is, we are. it is a wrap uh, here. Um, March is around the corner. There's going to be a lot of college basketball content coming up, obviously. A lot of NBA content coming up, which I'm excited about. But we are going to do an evergreen pod today. Does that sound like fun? Yeah, conference tournaments start today. <laughs> and again, we'll, we'll let you in on the secret. We're, we recorded this last Friday because Drew is on <laughs> vacation. Everybody, Noops is on vacation starting tomorrow. Noonan's going golfing. Everyone I know is going on vacation this week. I should have just scheduled. I guess it's good I didn't schedule a week off because otherwise. Hey, next time shows. we'll next time we'll collaborate. You can bring you're you're getting your kids into the skiing. Um, bring them out to the oh, uh, Rockies. Yeah. Bring them out to the Rockies next uh, next. I- spring break that'll be fun i've, I've got to get i've got to get her some more runs on the the easy minnesota slopes before sure. we go to that like it's a whole different game out there where you know i'm trying to think of the longest run at the one i go to maybe takes 45 seconds to get down you know but, you know it's it's not the same as like hey you might ski downhill for like half an hour if you go out west i'm just excited yeah you gotta come out to park city i'll get you on the mountain and we'll give you some of the near beer and you'll be like what's going on here nothing's happening nothing's happening uh yeah it's a, it's a fun it's a fun place to ski though the skiing out here is absolutely outstanding and uh realistically the conditions right now could not be more okay. i couldn't be more excited about just wild that one of my favorite distilleries is from Utah. Yes. High West. West. Not sponsored by High West, but if they're listening, I'd I'd consider it. I love a lot of their whiskeys. I'll anti-sponsor them this week because I will go and get and spend a lot of money there <laughs> i will be i will be depositing some funds at the uh at the at the uh, high support west distillery them. uh to support them um but yeah no i'm very very fired up uh for park city anyway so yes the let's the do an evergreen NEC, pod. yeah the nec tournament i don't know what time it is because again it's friday i, I haven't checked what time that play-in game is but tournament starts today we're gonna do some more college basketball stuff throughout the tournament we'll do some more nba in the few weeks here obviously we get the nfl draft coming up it's kind of a fun time of year there's a lot of shit coming up we have the masters we have the derby the baffertless derby there's a lot of fun things and today we're gonna go a little different drew why don't you you this was your idea and i liked it yeah and we're gonna run with it and uh, we don't we don't know where this is going no no this is crazy so um Without question, among the folks that are interested in the deep dive, uh, among the hardcore handicapping community, there are a lot of people, I think, who listen and care about this podcast who are on the bookmaker side of the counter. Um, And I think that there is kind of a there's a little bit of a vacuum after the NFL season is over where, you know, a lot of kind of you, you reflect on how the season went, not just from like a, you know, an individual better standpoint, but like what is the state of the industry a little bit? Um, And there's been a ton of pieces, a ton of podcasts, a ton of 
content kind of zeroing in on what is going on with the burgeoning sports market here in the United States. Of course, Canada about to join us. Of course, uh, more and more states becoming legal and, and adding to um, the gold rush that is kind of capturing the um, the, the, the U.S. sports better. Uh, and it's like and it's a fun and exciting time, but it's been pretty obvious that there have been wild um, uh hiccups i don't know i don't know hiccups not the right word uh you know we're hurdles uh growing pains growing pains there we go there are clearly growing pains with the u.s market in terms of the current cost of customer acquisition is outrageous the amount of ad spend if you want any kind of a market share in the existing states is pretty um, unbelievable um and that's putting strain on a lot of these books to turn profit on top of the fact that some of the bookmaking practices are are pretty suspect uh you know like the 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 limiting of customers the um you know the way that uh uh, you know, books become profitable is definitely a hot topic among the advantage players, I would say. Um, and so, you know, I think there are a million avenues we could explore here, but rather than, I, yeah, I, I yeah. have a question too, before we Go get ahead. into the million avenues, I want, I had certain opinions on how the landscape of legalized sports betting would look in America before pass like right when passbos were repealed i had a a very naive look at how things would work once new jersey went live once a couple other states started popping up and we realized who the true power players were going to be in the space i had a, a let's call it my second you know reckoning of like all right this is how like, things are oh, going to go this is okay. how this is how things are going to go and I, i'll say right now i really thought we'd see quicker consolidation Consolidation is happening. There, I mean, just right now, like, hey, Twin Spires quit sports sports booking yesterday. Yeah, from when we're recording this, they're done with the smaller smaller operators are always going to have trouble unless they can offer something unique, and that's a big problem. I thought we'd see a lot more consolidation, um, and I really thought it was going to be FanDuel, DraftKings, one A, one B, and then a big gap. And now, where we sit here on the twenty fifth of February, twenty twenty two. It's FanDuel in a big gap in my mind, and <laughs> yeah, well. and there are there are some other operators that are right there with the the DK, and they have the money, they have the technology. Some of them already had the infrastructure set up because they are known brands like the Caesars and the MGMs of the world, and I, I guess I think our 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 view of it and what actually happens is going to continue to change. But it's been very interesting to see things like. You know things like Circa, things like Barstool, just completely, completely different models of doing things be successful in certain points in the market. And I, I just really, I'm not an economist, and you know what? Most economists suck at their job. Like they're bad at predicting stuff. You can go read all kinds of hilarious Paul Krugman quotes from way back in the day. Um, Internet's a fad. Yeah, it's it's the fax machine is the most important thing, um, but it's yeah I, I don't know what's next. I, I try to I try to think about. It. I'm I'm curious to your thought. Like from when Passport was repealed back when it was you know you could you could sports bet in Vegas to now like how has your your outlook changed on and and for maybe some forward facing thoughts? Yeah, I I mean, boy, I have a healthy respect for where I sit. And where we where we sit as far as people, you know, 
my opinion doesn't really matter on a lot of this <laughs> because <laughs> I, I don't think anyone's does not, not not just my opinion doesn't matter but like I just recognize there's a lot of people who have very strong opinions about this that know a shitload more than I know. And I'm so I'm just kind of like, I'm fine not really making predictions or really trying to understand it. And again, because I'm in California and I feels like I'm a million years away from actually being able to play at any of these places, I kind of don't even really care. <laughs> like I, I'm mostly just like, oh, okay. Like when there's like, People fighting over like a limiting practices and you know what's 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 a, a reason like I get both sides of the argument so I kind of I'm just like well let's see how this plays out <laughs> you know so but your I think your point is correct in that if you had given me a market and you'd said you know hey how is this going to look in in three years in New Jersey or you know in, in New York or some of the kind of the bigger more important states Illinois uh, you know I I don't think I would have said that you would have had a FanDuel one and then. Uh, I think DraftKings is probably underperformed, and I think um, the MGMs and Caesars of the world have overperformed. Yeah, um, that's the biggest surprise yeah. part to me. I think, and I the fact that there and, would be a bar, when, yeah. when, again, put yourself back four years almost now. Yeah, the fact that there would be a barstool bar sportsbook sport, yeah. at all. The yeah. fact that the the circa circa would be doing what they're doing. Yeah. Some of the smaller operators in Colorado and some of the other states are doing. And and I guess the least surprising thing is the heavy handedness of some of the local and state governments yeah. who've ruined some of these states with yes. their, their yeah. high tax rates and the fact that they're letting lottery officials run things that least yeah. surprising thing. And yeah, like, like you said, it's, it's our opinions don't mean much. I think, and this isn't the podcast we wanted to make today. I just thought it was an interesting aside. If yeah. you want to try to keep up, like, like you said, there's people that track this a lot closer and a lot smarter and know the business, know the ins and outs. Like follow Captain Jack if you're not already. Yeah. At Captain Jack 2000. Follow Alfonso Strafone, um, Fons on. I can't think of his Twitter, but I mean, just there's not yeah. that many Alfonsos in the the sports betting and information part of uh, the, the guy that uh, Captain Jack does that weekly little podcast with. Uh, Spivak, follow mm -hmm. him. Those guys Brad are Allen, our guy, Brad Allen. Uh, great, Brad, great Brad coverage. Allen, great, great yeah, coverage, yeah, yeah, great coverage. Just Brad Allen's and yeah, those four guys, they cover a lot of the the business of if that's interesting to you. There's a ton yeah. of coverage, and I think you can learn a lot about where things are going. And yeah. maybe you would have been uh, you would have been the guy shorting the DK stock. I guess right now the truths the the truths that I think you can identify if you are trying to make any kind of predictions going forward. If you're playing the market, you know, if you're if you're buying stocks, blah 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 blah. Um, this next six months is going to be pretty violent. I think uh, we went from a time where there was massive spend on customer acquisition. I was going to say what, NFL what event? Specifically. Yeah, what event do you think was the delineation? The Super Bowl. Yes, I know that. Like, <laughs> yes. it's, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. There is a yeah. We're the the part of the season that does not involve NFL football. Yes, is is yeah. way way different for these my operators. yes so what i know about the u.s customer and this is largely based on my experience as a player is they deposit at the beginning of nfl season they play their account balance to zero and then maybe they redeposit for more nfl <laughs> maybe uh maybe they deposit for some you know college bowl season um play their way to zero and if they have balance remaining after the super bowl then they donk it all away in college basketball and march madness and if there's anything left at the end of March Madness, they withdraw, or they, uh, you know, let the accounts balance sit there until till fall, 
Or, or, or you know, some oh, there's some NBA playoffs or baseball, but yeah, it, it, yeah, it is it is yeah. harder to get like the promotion. That's, that's the, your average the, player, right? The yeah. the promos you build around NFL Sunday and the event, just the the social event, the you know, it's it's part of culture. It is Sunday NFL is a cultural event in in America. Surely, and the, yeah. the promos you build around that, and the the hype that your team is playing for this weekend is like there's something to that. You can't build that same kind of hype, and there's not, you know, the baseball game. Your baseball team plays five six times a week. There isn't that uh, singular event that they can just really drive people to get excited and deposit money for baseball. Like yeah. it's just not the same thing. And it'll, it, like you said, the next six months will be super interesting to yeah. see how some of these sports books do because deposits are going to be much yeah. harder to come okay. by. So again, kind of, I'm assuming that most of the U S players are somewhat, you know, or at least like the new players, like all of these, all of this customer acquisition you've gone about spending all this money for you're bringing in newish players. Right. And I don't know that you're going to get those guys to read guys, gals to redeposit until the fall realistically. And so I think the next six months is going to be kind of brutal. <laughs> like I think there's going to be a lot of pain probably uh across the space as it's like wow uh we spent the money all this advertising spend to acquire customers and they're not even playing here um or they just played their deposits and their bonuses down to zero and now what you know they're not repositing like what's going on like the nfl wags the tail for so much of everything that i think it's going to be a rough you know rough couple of um, months until it comes back which is even which is crazy because there's so much going on in sports it's fascinating right now the nc you know march madness is wide open the NBA is wide open. Golf is in an extremely healthy state right now. Um, you know, baseball obviously never really been a huge handle driver in the first place, and them being not them potentially not starting their season, yeah, you know, might be a problem, I guess. But uh, I mean, ultimately, there is a lot to bet on, and you would think that anyone that's really kind of gotten a taste for this and is you know is taking this seriously and you know wants to play and be entertained by this would you know would be engaged but i think you've where are you know i think you're going to see things will dry up it's just not going to matter nothing moves the needle like the nfl period um and so i think yeah there'll be there'll be some tough times uh in the next couple of months and it'll be fascinating to see uh how it shakes out that said um i think there are some other truths you can kind of point to i think realistically the the u.s better is very different than the European better in terms of the way that they play and uh, you know the 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 style of of player um, and so I think anyone that came in with the European model is learning the hard way uh, you know what exactly who they're dealing with as far as the U.S. customer goes. Uh, similarly, I think it's pretty obvious that by and large the 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 people at the top of a lot of these companies maybe they understand business very well. <laughs> But they certainly don't understand gambling. <laughs> they certainly don't understand betting markets very well. Um, and you know, there's an entire class of player that is sort of the advantaged player or expected long-term winner who feels extremely underserved by the market outside of the circos. Um, and uh, you know, the, the, I think ultimately uh, um, there are truths to basically every single opinion and argument you've heard from a lot of the sharp, you know, sharp minds and voices in the space that we follow and talk to in gambling Twitter um, about uh, the way things should be done, which leads us into today's podcast topic, Andy. How should we do things? Like uh, that was really what I wanted to get to ultimately, which is like let's <clears throat> let's put ourselves in this in the chair of we have been approached by some hedge fund that has we just got just we just got our money. seed money check yeah we just got our seed money check hey um 
we have we have the inside track to um to uh, uh uh what do you call it a a license a sports betting license and we need your help to craft uh, you know, a, a book to take on the the, uh, the the weaknesses in this market because we don't think that they're the, the perfect answer has not been. You know, we don't we have not threaded the needle yet. There has not been someone who has come to the table that is really, uh, you know, completely taking over all of the bet three six fives in the Europe kind of a deal, right? You know, like somebody's yeah. like somebody comes to us and says, "Hey, uh, we we're going to give you this money. We want you to create a product in the sports betting space." That will be successful, Andy. I will give you first choice to kind of craft your uh, your brand. What what are some of the kind of tenants that you're going to go for as you as you put together your sports betting brand, Andy? Book. Do you remember the podcast we did the other day about betting new sports? Sure. And we got to the NBA, and you said the answer is don't start betting the NBA now. Yes. That's the answer to this too. Starting, uh, <laughs> starting a sport like that's why this is a fun hypothetical because the true answer is like, are we really gonna try to outspend the big boys? And that's and I think that's what that's the crux of this whole argument is, depending how much money the seed money is, it's still not enough because you'll never outspend the you know the money the old guard fantasy apps, the DraftKings, the FanDuel's the established Vegas and, you know, even some other parts of the country, the ACs, Biloxi, while well, there are gambling towns where these places already had properties, Caesars FanDuel or Caesars MGM, like you're not going to outspend them. So you have to probably, you know, figure on just creating a product that's better, create a product that's good and in different ways. And I think it starts with the complaints. Like we start with the complaints about normal books. And okay. and to be fair, I'm a prag. I'm a pragmatic man. I understand. Like somebody, somebody we know was limited on college basketball player props, and he said, "I've never even played one of these before." And I and he <laughs> he, he brought it up, and I said, "And I know what he plays. I know the kind of stuff he bets, and that's and he's limited in other things." I'm like. You know, that makes perfect sense. If you're sitting there betting other soft markets, I would, as an operator, if I was going to limit someone, I would look at every single soft market that people have ever hit you, you know, hit you hard for. And if somebody's going to get limited, you don't just limit them on NBA props because they beat you on NBA props. If they're going to be a problem like that, limit you across the board on anything that's not side and totals. Like soft markets, you're done. Like you're, you're betting $14 on that now. Like I get it. I understand why that's the model. And that's the first part is how do you get around that? Because if you do want to cater to people who will want to bet and stuff like that, you have two choices. You go the circa route and you don't offer, you don't offer a lot. You go, uh, you know, the, the route of the book that has major markets, high limits, sharp lines, no real limiting. But if you want to be that, that's my question to throw back to you. What if you wanted to offer stuff like player props? Because a lot of people are doing that with third party up third party feeds. You know, they're not, they're not originating those. They're not coming up with those lines. They're not likely risk managing those. A lot of those probably auto movers, things of that nature. So, I mean, 
how much I, I don't know. I'd have to sit down with some some lawyers and some people who understand how much the salaries would cost mm-hmm. to actually monitor those. Like, do you, do you think the juice is worth the squeeze hiring people in the risk room to manage player props or you just take a third party operator and, and be content to take a beating? Whew. So realistically, what you're talking about doing, if you're going to, you, so you, it sounds like your way to attack this is to try to do a circa model, but offer more. Is that about right? Yeah. And, and cause there's, there's three ways really is with, with anything that's not offered at circa, let's say the, yeah. the smaller markets, the softer markets, the prop markets, the fun stuff. Yeah. that advantage players are going to take advantage of, whether it's picking off bad numbers or playing arbitrage against you. I know some guys who play, you know, they yeah, play some right. really, you know, they're betting $1,000 on on player props just because there's a five-cent arbitrage. You know, sure, 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 sure. Do that, for, do that for enough years, and you'll make a bunch of money if you keep the accounts Yeah, open. there's a lot of player props. If you can get 50 bucks out of every one, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, that, yeah. so. So yeah, you you have three options. You either go circa route and don't offer that stuff. You go the route of you know the the current operators. You offer Off, it, offer but, it, recognize it's soft and limit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, limit limit people if if they're just taking advantage of you there and they're not doing enough cover play to keep you happy, or the, you know the third option is get, just get the shit beat out of you on those. Keep the limits low. And then, uh, you know, maybe, and the the reason why I think this isn't feasible is because nobody's doing it. But like, how many people would it take to to manage the risk on all those things if you offered decent limits? So yeah, this yeah, is a yeah, really yeah. tough quandary okay. right off the bat. Okay, so I think you're. I think you want that. You want to go that route where you're making good markets for what the players in the U.S. want to play. And yeah. that's largely props, right? And I think you probably we, we probably are well enough connected that you you could scoop and get participation from a market making standpoint from some of the better folks in the space. And as you know, there are a lot of sharp players that live in the United States that can only get down by spreading their action out across lots of paperheads, right? We know we know these people. We know of them. We know them personally, right? And I think it would be an interesting proposition to go to those type of folks and say, are you tired of trying to shake down some college bookie for his, your $500, you know, for (laughs) these accounts? Like, are you tired of getting stiffed in X, Y, and Z because, you know, your, your stuff is too good? Like, come work for us. Like we'll give you some sort of equity in this book that we're starting. Uh, and you know, yeah, yeah, you're going to be able to, you know, shape markets that are the sharper markets for these types of props that we know that people want to play. Um, I think you're going to have to offer them equity if, if you do that. Um, and I, but I do think there's probably a, a valuable proposition to be had to bring those people into the fold because at some point, like, yes, you may be able to make more money that way, being an advantage player spreading your bets out across lots of paperheads but at some point like that's that grind is miserable <laughs> i like i i i don't have the stomach for it i can tell you without question yeah. i don't have the stomach for it 
So I think you're what you probably need to do for Andy book is literally just kind of get the, uh, you know, get the, the good market making players who are currently playing across PPHs and bring them in to your risk room and have like a, a, a kind of like, you know, a, a just an absolute, uh, you know, all-star team of market. And I, I, I just feel like you'd lose money on that. Um, so let's, let's pretend we're fine losing money on that because we just want to be, maybe, maybe that is our, our loss leader. You know, the, these, you go look at the DraftKings numbers, they spend, uh, three times what they take in on advertising and they're fine with it because they're, they're, you know, customer acquisition is key right now in the growth period of the U S betting market. Maybe you're fine by that big. I just feel like the salary you would have to pay a guy to manage your college basketball props for the whole season would be probably maybe not worth the margin that you'd be able to pull out of those smaller markets. Well, that's just it. You're not giving them salary. You're giving them equity for the most part, right? Like they're earning what and they're taking. The you know what I mean? Like, like, and honestly, like if you're, you're talking about bringing in super competitive gamblers anyway, um and if they're getting beat in the markets they're making like you know that that's there's a there's there's a you're gonna grind out some some value if you do it this way i think uh, yeah i think i think the guy might tell us to kick rocks after two weeks once he realizes like the margins on you know smaller markets like that i i don't think it's feasible i love no, the idea we're, yeah i think what you're talking i think for this to work what we need to be what we need to have happen is basically rather than giving you getting seed money to start this from scratch, this is literally like um, DraftKings has come to Andy and said, like, we have a problem. We need to, yeah, that, that's we need to offer these markets to, 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 to recapture the share that's been conceded at this point. Yeah. Let, let's change, right? let's change the whole hypothetical here, because again, if you're doing this as a startup with no customer base, you're, you're like, never like, getting there. So yeah. yeah. You either have to pay them a salary, which will be incredibly high compared to what you would get out of them from the, you know, the, sure. the, the market you'd, the, the margin you'd make on that market. Or if you offered them equity again, with no market, they'd tell you to pound sand in a week when they realized they just made $13 for 60 hours of work. <laughs> and no, I, th I think maybe a better hypothetical is, you know, hey, um, they gave us the keys to DraftKings or something, and we're, yeah. we're here to fix yeah. some of the problems. Because if you yeah. did already have the customer base, if you had a big customer base that was playing props like that, and a small portion of them were advantage players, then I think it works. You need the volume. The volume has to be there, and the volume has to be there because it's an established brand with a big user base already. Then sure. your little equity play with these guys on the back end probably works. I'd yeah. love somebody who's listening to this who maybe knows who does that. So I'd love to hear their opinion if that is something they'd ever do. Although, like, well, I mean, why would no, somebody nobody... like uh, why would somebody like the um, like a David Al and the Deck Prism guys? Why would they jump ship from just extracting value to being because that's basically what I'm so that's so, basically yeah, what I'm saying is that the, you find the other guys who are doing who are making who are doing it better on the betting side and you say hey we can give you a more lucrative and a less stressful uh you know a more guarantee 
type of situation by putting you on the other side of the counter. Yeah, the, the big argument for going to the other side of the counter is instead of laying minus 110, you're, you're, yeah, exactly. you're, of you're, you are getting of plus 110. And with props, it's usually minus 115 so, <laughs> yeah, of course. Or, or worse. So of course. You, 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 it's a big percentage swing. I think you could probably sell some people on it. I'd, I'd like somebody to come and poke more holes in that because okay so basically we bring in we bring in the end boss originators for the prop space who are tired of trying to grind out betting across 100 paperhead books and and getting stiffed by college kids and we say okay now instead of betting 115 into these props into these paperheads which was which you're making absurd money on doing but it is a pain in the ass we're going to give you plus 115 but now we're going to effectively make DraftKings the place that you can come and bet a thousand dollars on any player prop in any market if you want and that is just going to be a magnet of like lots of kind of the the mid-tier upper tier uh advantage players who aren't the end boss originator who are like holy crap i can get a thousand dollars on player props i'm going there right like that is that's that's the that's the thesis generally sure okay okay i think that might work actually um I mean, certainly there's a reason that, you know, that the, the market maker, you know, the big, the big deal market makers bring in a team like David Owens, deck prism for making so, their live markets. It's like you get beat by them enough. You're like, oh, wow, this product will absolutely crush anyone that wants to play it, um, which is kind of maybe another thing beyond just the so, player so product. And, and like the if thing you is, can offer a better live product, are you going to yeah. help, help boost your positioning in the so, U.S. market? So the end game is user experience here mm -hmm. because I really, I really do think at, at worst, it's a loss leader at best. It's a, a very small margin because you'd have to give these end boss originators that you're bringing to the other side of the counter. You'd have to give meaningful them equity. Yeah. very meaningful equity where they're almost just, they're almost just taking all your profits from those markets that they're creating the profits and they deserve a good chunk of it. They're taking a hefty percentage of that. And I think at that point, I might be happy with that. Yeah. If but you if, can, yeah, if you like, can tell me, if you yeah. can tell me I can offer the best prop markets in the world at the highest limits, yes. not worry about limiting players, worry about my guys beating those players. Yeah. And I break even on it. I think that's a really, really nice user experience feature and benefit that I'm yeah. fine breaking even on. And I was going to say what you need is still, um, and I don't know, I don't really know if the marketing is super necessary for this because once you've put this seed in people's heads, the marketing can just be social media at that point. Sure, like, yeah, right. you, you, to, to, to augment your, your P and L here, yeah. You still need people playing same game parlays yeah. Yeah. out there, out the ass, like all day, every day. Sure. So like, because I, I think in get. the end. But pre yeah. presumably your pricing for those will be even better. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. Like you're fine. You're fine on those. Like people aren't ever going to beat you on same game parlays. So like, I, I think all the marketing is focused on just you shift every little bit of marketing you have towards the stuff that makes money. And I feel bad about it sometimes because like, hey, these people think they're going to win because they send out tweets showing the guy that took 10 cents and picked the, you know, nine people to score the first basket in nine games and hit it somehow. And he won like $17,000 with a dime. And um, 
that's not going to happen to you. Andy, you've t- you've made money in this space. We're long past the point where we have to feel bad about taking money from players. No, I, I was I was there, at the end of the sentence. There was a um, I I just think those people are very necessary for the ecosystem, yeah. and I I don't think it's dissimilar from buying a Powerball ticket. Like a yeah, lot of right. these pe- yeah. these people, you know, you sure. do see these tickets where somebody put a grand on like some massive long shot parlay and made a quarter mil, but sure. a lot of these. A lot of these little same game parlays that you see that get shared on social media are betting a dollar. You know, they're betting five bucks. Like, yeah, I I don't have a problem with cleaning up on that market in volume because it just it's way more fun than the Powerball. Like the Powerball or even scratch offs, I guess, where some people enjoy scratch offs or pull tabs where you do it. It's a little less passive. That's fine, but like a same game parlay as treating it as a lottery ticket like that it's way more fun because you already enjoy sports yeah you're gonna sit you and watch you, the game you, anyway. you enjoy, you enjoy tracking it yeah. like the sweat of it there's no sweat with the, the lottery you know yeah. it's not like oh man like uh, yeah i, I got I, think, I got beat by the hook on the powerball yeah so i think in order to make this work the volume on the player props is like i don't think the volume on player props is low because they limit customers i think it's just it's 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 a, it's a little bit niche i think you're going to have to for this to work i think you're going to have to have a live product that absolutely kicks ass also um cuz some players some of the players that you want to scoop here aren't just players that you want to be betting into you know betting big limit betting into your player prop market i think you want players who are also trying to limit bet into your live market um but but you're right if you do this and you do this well then your ceo is out on social media doing interviews calling other books a dressmaker <laughs> you're like yeah we'll take your we'll take your thousand dollars on uh you know on uh uh you know some random rebound and assist prop under steven adams rebounds plus assist prop like we'll take that we'll take that uh uh that action no problem give us your thousand dollars uh and then yeah you're probably going to scoop that kind of middle class right now that's not being especially well served by the market right now and that helps you recoup some of the maybe the the ground you'd conceded uh you know to the to the fandals of the world i think that works i think that works yeah I think, and I think that's something people have been, people have been aiming at doing better for. Well, like you mentioned, David Al and um, the what is the name of their brand again? Deck Prism. Deck Prism. There you go. Like yeah. the Deck Prism oh, thing. Like, just a real quick aside. Yeah. If you want any recommendation, if you're kind of new to the space, and we've gotten loads and loads and loads of questions, DMs, messages during our live broadcast about like, hey, how can I do X, Y, and Z to be a better player? Just go read Logic of Sports Betting. Like that it's will that that will that like there's no there's no class that you can take that will give you more of a head start to improving your uh you know your just perspective on what it takes to be an advantage player than just even reading Logic of Sports Betting. Even this if you're experienced called, right? and there's an like if you're pretty experienced, like 80, 90, maybe a hundred percent of that book is going to be review and stuff you already know. Of course, but but yeah, told in do, an entertaining way that crystallizes a lot of what they you do. Yeah, understand. they do such yeah. a good job of explaining things, and we were lucky enough to get a, some advanced copies. And I read it on the computer. That was it was great. 
Like Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I, I should read it, even though I, 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 I'm I sure I would learn something rereading. Too, so yeah. I, I own a paperback yeah. copy of it as well, but yeah, it's for sure. Like that's worth reading. Um, we so yeah, back to live betting. That's probably the future. And you yes. talk about the European model of sports booking. Um, it, that's a whole different thing, but the European model of customer, you know, offering the customer what they want, the, they've figured it out. Like live betting and exchanges, people love swapping and trading. People love live betting their soccer, their tennis, their cricket, I suppose. I've never yep. live bet cricket. I'm sure that's a thing, but the live betting products do leave something to be desired here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just start listing problems. Like, and again, I, I I think the first problem Spinning is wheel, yeah, yeah the, the vig is high. I don't think that's changing. I don't think no. that's changing. I also it's, actually I actually don't know that that's a problem. I don't think people really care about it's that. not. I, I think the average user isn't going to care. I think yeah, that's something that can bite you in the ass eventually. Is if you do too much live betting at minus one twenty, that's going to hurt a lot quicker if you're having the same results as your pregame stuff. But I don't think that's changing because it's it's not something they have the time to actively trade. A lot of it is going to be automated and they're going to have to charge extra vague. That's just, that's just life. The spinning yeah. wheel, that is a big problem. Um, yeah. Consistency that's the spinning, what they the spinning offer. wheel is a problem in general because it just makes people want to fucking shoot them. It just makes them want to fire you into the sun. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I will, I'm never playing here again. I've had enough like kind of shit. And you can't have that happen. I don't think. What are some other problems? Honestly, maybe the biggest one. I, I think just a lack of markets, and that that's okay. just tech. You know that that's a, a tech thing where people just have to make the investment. We have the seed money, so we're going to do it. Um, I feel like again, if we're pretending we're fixing DraftKings, I guess like the, the 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 live products offered by most legal books is okay. You know, there there's a lot of the a lot of the offshores you see. It's especially remember the five dimes had like four different live products at one point and they were all, they were all from just third party operators and they're all a little different. And if if you knew what you were doing, you knew like, if I'm betting this sport, I should go to this one because slightly better prices. If I'm betting this sport, I should go here because it it doesn't exist on the other three, you know, that there was, you get to know them, but, I think maybe just the the wild inconsistency in, in the market availabilities, and yeah, the 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 it's it's is it all the wheel? It's like ninety percent the spinning wheel. Yeah, mostly I think uh, that that would be my gut. I don't know. I, I mean that the uh, the um the 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 things that I would almost be more worried about if you're that if you're if you're a market leader already or you're trying to. T- to take the one spot and you're the number two right now in the sports betting space in the US. Uh, I'm I'm a little worried about live um, becoming a churn problem uh, because as you mentioned, like it, the VIG is higher, you're gonna churn through customers even faster if they really, if it's something they love and they are playing regularly, um, that, that draws down accounts very quickly. Um, same way as like blackjack in the casino you know like it's it's just it's a it's a significant drawdown and so if you want custom you want you want to you don't want to overfish <laughs> that's a, and i think that's somewhat of a 
concern for a lot of these places and the same game parlay stuff and the barstool model. Like the barstool model, if you were to tell me that's not sustainable because they're going to overfish, I would say, yes, that sounds correct. Like, you know, that you're going to, you, at some point there, the redeposits are going to stop because people are like, I got to quit doing this because I'm not having fun anymore. Um, you know, I think I would be try to be cognizant of that. You, you raised the a very interesting, um, maybe the, the most important thing about this whole venture. And I think there's CEOs all over the country who are having these conversations behind closed doors who are working on these sports books because you talk about the advantage players. I think the first part of what we did was like mitigating how much they could hurt you without being dicks about it. <laughs> um, which which is which is fine. If you can if you can mitigate that, then your next problem is all right, we're not making any money off those people, but they're not killing us anymore. We're letting we're letting them play here, but it's harder, which honestly might drive what might drive them away. I think well, I, I got to rephrase what you're saying, though. Yeah, I don't even what we're trying to actually do is make money off of those players because we have like tier two advantage players. No, and no, we I have I, the I, end boss making what, the market. Do you, do you remember my my math, though? I think the money you make off them is gone. Because okay. of what you what yeah. you'd have yeah, to invest right. in those end boxes, okay. like correct, correct, so correct, correct. so in and the the That's very bottom yeah. the very right. bottom line of the balance sheet, if we were yeah. just looking at that stuff, it's a it's a it's a net neutral. Yeah. So we still have to make money. Yeah. And I think there's a delicate balance between you know a customer acquisition is still a number one. You have to advertise. You have to do that. I'm not interested in talking about that. That's fine. Like customer acquisition is easy. You just you, you do, there's a few tricks and they all work. Like get a, get an influencer who gets people excited about clicking on the link that they're offering. And, sure. and th that sort of works. And you know, the, the, the promos that they're able to offer, that sort of stuff is always going to happen. I think the path for that is written out. It's the customer retention. You talk about churn. I don't know if anyone, I don't know if everyone completely understood what you meant by churn. I thought you went into it a little more and explained, but it is yeah, like, if a guy goes there, just uh, imagine Chevy Chase and Vegas vacation where, <laughs> yeah, or, you know, and, and then picture yourself where you went to, where you went to a casino and you had a good time and maybe you lost 50 bucks, but you got to play blackjack for like three hours and you kind of just broke even ish. And yeah. That's fun. Like that's a fun experience for a lot of people. Just Absolutely. Go to the casino, play some card games. I, will, don't I would do it tomorrow if you could tell me that I would only lose fifty bucks. Yeah, and I would get three you, hours of entertainment. Yeah. You don't get the you don't get the shit kicked out of you. You don't get rich, but it's still it's fun, especially craps, some roulette, yeah. like the casino stuff. But yeah, if you have that Chevy Chase experience at the sports book where you go and everything is juiced to the gills, everything is one way markets with infinity vig. And you you deposit a few hundred bucks on payday and you lose it all that weekend. And that happens three or four times in a row. Like, yeah, that, that's the churn. This guy might be like, I'm I'm going back to DFS. This was supposed I'm, to be fun. And it's I'm going to play fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I'm downloading Underdog. I'm going to be a best ball guy. That's, that's yeah. a way to slowly lose money instead. You know, that's, that's the, the part of what do you offer? that offers a fun experience for the people who are fine treating this very recreational that doesn't kill them too fast, but you create enough volume to make yourself a profit. There are some products out there now, the micro betting 
mm-hmm. where you can bet, you know, there's company, there's two or three companies that are starting to do this that are offering at certain places now where you can be betting on, and it's funny going back to the L lighter comments, but you can bet on very granular <laughs> parts of the game. And I, and I think, you know, some of these rec bettors would be fine just betting a dollar on, you know, oh, who's, sure. who's catching the next pass in the football game. Sure. You know, really granular stuff like that where everything, you, you know, do you remember? I think um, maybe Bet Online has this set up. Several books have it set up on the live betting where instead of clicking the bet you want to make, putting it in the slip, entering your amount, clicking submit, you can set it up for one click. Sure. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think I think people would enjoy that at small amounts on on a really nice uh, interface like that, where you set it up for your really granular shit in a football game. Like, yeah. what happens on the next? How many yards are gained on the next play? And it's it's four different. Yeah. You know, uh, one one th- negative whatever negative through two yards, three through five, or six through a touchdown, and and you click on it and just place a quick one dollar bet on it or a $5 bet, you set that to whatever you want. Like that's a product that would be, you know, the micro betting I think is maybe next. Okay. Although really, 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 I, I think maybe we're trying to reinvent the wheel because the <laughs> same game parlays are same game kind parlays same deal. seem to be, well, they seem to be all that anyone wants to do now. Yeah. That's a, uh... That's a surprise because I don't know that that really originally, like, I don't think you could have looked at anything that was successful in Europe and been like, oh, well, that'll work. This will work. I mean, like, do they have that? Yeah. Akas. Oh, Akas. Yeah. Yeah. But do you remember? All right. This is a throwback to you from the tennis chat. Okay. Remember our, our little, and he problematic at times, Sam. Yes. Sam Sam from Manchester. Sure. He was a Manchester boy. Yeah, he he would always have you know, and you know, obviously we're all sitting here in America, oh, and we're betting right. on our offshores. Yes, and he would pull up like his accounts over there, like Ladbrokes or Coral or whatever Corral, and he would show us the wildest. Yeah, and this was five years ago. He would show us the wildest fucking parlays he'd place on the. He's a big city fan. Yeah, he would place like this guy would have three tackles. This, this guy, guy would have a header that hits the frame. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, yeah. The, the stuff that he was doing, I think the same game probably is exceedingly European in okay. the way that those guys would put a tenfold ACA on, like, you know, over. And, uh, you see the same kind of things here where people are putting minus 1,500 money line parlays together, yeah. 25 legs of it on college basketball. A lot of those, you know, just because of the wild amount of markets they'd offer you'd see people do that on there will be at least two corners in this game where the you know the the corners line was like eight and a half and they'd go over one and a half minus two thousand or you know one point one point oh five and they put a bunch of those together in an aca it is the same kind of thing it's just with different sports and and the real problem with that obviously is nobody even maybe the smartest people we know can really really math out the level of correlation yeah, and realize if, I mean, I was about to say, realize if you're getting put over the barrel on your odds, you yeah. are getting put assume over you the barrel. Are, yeah. the, you can like, assume you are. I'm, I'm not, I'm not even assuming. I will say that is a, <laughs> that is a very big certainty. Yeah. Um, unless they have some broken odds or something or the math is broken in their back end. 
but nobody can really know just how badly. And that's that's the part of it. That number looks big. Like you put together your 10 leg parlay. It's like, fuck, this pays 500 to one. Like, again, it might take a team of math math guys a week to figure out, yeah, it should have paid 1200 to one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay. That's why they that's why they crush. Let me put the shoe on the other foot now and then tell you what I'm gonna do with my seed money. You tell me if I'm gonna lose my ass or if this has legs. We are gonna start fresh. Well, maybe not. Well, we're gonna piggyback it's so off. hard. We're gonna piggyback you need, you off. Add, add some caveats. No, add some caveats we're gonna, to we're gonna, help you. Yeah, we're gonna piggyback off of circa here in a in a couple ways because we're gonna use their pricing for a lot of this. Okay. We're going to expand Circa, but we are going to do it in an interesting way. Um, the One of the issues that you have if you're a Circa is that it's, you're not, it's harder to, to, um, to, to identify, to, it's harder to scoop the whales and get them to play at Circa because Circa doesn't offer lots of uh, bells and whistles and, the you know frilly fun customer service type of experience right like it, you know like they're well, I mean, good they guys but they have the cool pool they have a cool book itself but like otherwise other than that like it's not easy to bring the whales in which is something that i'm going to go after for my 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 um endeavor here we are going to target the super rich willing to donk away six figures type of better uh, okay. I mean, step one, build it right in Houston. Figure out where Mr. <laughs> Mac lives. Build it across the street from. We're gonna house. put it. We're gonna come to Mac. No, we don't want Mac's business. That that there's we want the uh, the guys who don't want. Well, I would probably want his business as well. But uh, we want a hundred of those guys, and we are gonna get there. Um, this is actually you know where this idea came from. You remember um, when they had the. Um, uh, well, the, the, two things happened around the same time. Uh, they had like the the match two, three or four or whatever. It was Mickelson and Brady and a bunch of guys. Oh, yeah. And they did it at the Yellowstone Club. Yep. You remember that? And had you ever heard of the Yellowstone Club before that? No. No. <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> As I, I'm, I, 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 uh, I, I consider myself someone who knows about rich people things, even though I'm not a rich person. Um, but I had still never heard of the Yellowstone Club. And I was kind of like, Jesus Christ, like, what is the, like, this is crazy. Like, Brady just has like a, a membership at the Yellowstone Club. And, and really what you get for that is really just like access to big sky skiing and golf in the summer. And like, oh, it, like, it's cool, the great outdoors. And they have like the private air, you know, airfield right next to it, blah, blah, blah. But like, uh, and I'm like, okay, like that, if that, if there's a market for that, like level of like club, among like the super rich like and then at the same time somebody must have shared it in one of our chats they were like hey look at this cool like gambling club that they have in london and it was literally just like a pimped out bar and it was like you just go there you're part of the club you have basically concierge betting uh you know service you have like an account manager who does all your stuff for you and i was like that's cool and i was like there's definitely a way to you know like do like a a uh, hundred thousand dollar um, like membership fee. If you bet X over the value balance of the year, you get your, you get your membership fee back. Like we'll write you no limit on NFL, NBA, whatever you want. We're going to have like members, Calcutta's where you can come for, you know, come and have like a, 
you know, poker week before March Madness and we'll do it. We'll do a Calcutta with the other members and, uh, you know, like really get people who want high limit, no limit type of play uh, from across the country and consolidate them all into some kind of cool uh, club like that. Like there's plenty of, I feel like resort you know, you, you get it, you, you go talk, you go to wall street, you find a hedge fund that has some, some distressed resort properties in Colorado. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to convert those now to ski golf, uh, and then a gambling club. Uh, and then, you know, now we're, we're going to, we're going to recruit the people who want to be, um, you know, who are whales, who are, who don't care about losing, you know, a hundred thousand dollars on a, uh, on an NFL Sunday bet. Uh, and, uh, and, we are going to give them concierge betting experience. Uh, is this, is this, does this have legs, Andy? It seems like it would be very expensive to get off the ground. And, and people like that, I, those people, uh, listen to me, you would need to have somebody involved, like to, to talk to them. Like they don't want to hear from, they don't want to hear from someone they don't know. Like they don't want to be sold on that. They need to be sold on this by a rich buddy. Yeah. So you got sure. you got to get like if key, step one is getting buy in from one key person with sure. a, with the network and having him turning him into the salesperson. That's yeah. the only way it works. It makes me think of that. Remember Congaree? <laughs> the, yeah. They had they had to use that that other golf course because they canceled. I think they canceled RBC Canada last year, uh-huh. and they and and it was another one like. Every one of my golf betting friends is like, well, I've never really heard of this course. It's because it has two members. And they're both, <laughs> it was like they're both, and one's dead. One was like the owner of the Houston Texans, I think. Yeah. And it was like, oh, the other one's a billionaire. Like, it's not, it's not a club. Like, you, like I, I don't know if it's distressed properties or talking to clubs like that. And yeah. being like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna put a cool back room in here, and it's gonna be like a, a members only, you know, the feel of a poker club or a cigar bar, where yeah, or 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 this the the place on Squid Squid Game where all the people in the masks come in and watch them fall through the glass. Spoilers, <laughs> spoilers if you haven't seen that. Six months later, guys, but yeah, that I think yeah, like the Uber Elite clubs like that, you you latch onto their. Once you get the first one set up, you latch on to their clientele. Yes. Because it's not the country club clientele. It's no, no, the, no, no, no. It's yeah. the CEOs who yeah. pay write the checks to the country club clientele. Yeah. I mean, like what I'm trying to capture the people who like wanted to play like Molly's game, poker game in New York City, right? Like you, you, you we're, we're talking about this. The club has a private plane. You're flying people to, you know, for for weekends. Um uh, from all across the country, bringing them to your your venue for skiing, for golf, for whatever, and you're writing them no limit bets on whatever they want, and you're back ending, oh. you're back ending your prices with, uh, with the with the circuit market and things like that. No so, limit soldier. I mean, honestly, like I feel like you could probably get away with super low margins. You could probably get away with, uh, you could you could probably you write to, though. <laughs> would you have to i mean yeah no. yeah you know you know but um but uh uh i you know I, I guess i feel like there is a whale class out there who you could scoop and you could put on like you know you have like a, a poker tournament where you bring in you know hey you, you want to play poker against phil ivy this week you know like oh hey you want to play golf against uh, phil mickelson well we got mickelson this week 
he's coming, you know, come, come by and play it. You know, like though you could absolutely juice this in a lot of ways that, uh, um, gets you, I don't know how, I guess if you're, if you have a hundred thousand dollar, uh, membership fee, six figure, six figure club here, uh, what, uh, and you know, what, uh, how many members do you need to sign up to make this a profitable endeavor? Oh, I don't know. I'm not a numbers guy. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it would it would depend on your like. Basically, I was about to say you'd need to cover your overhead, but would you? Those guys aren't going to win. No, <laughs> no. And honestly, like, like, like yeah. Like and at the at the high limit bets, your margin, you know, your 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 margin just goes up. Even though it's low volume, high limit, I still don't think you. You know what? I still don't think you're competing for uh, profit with the the high volume, low limit, same game parlay thing crushes this. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, yeah, no, but, I don't care. I, I'm not. I don't care about customer acquisition in the low end. I'm not trying to grind out. The what are you trying to do? What's the what's the, the end goal then? I just want something cool. Build something cool and be well, able yeah, to hang. then you've done yeah. it. So like, yeah, <laughs> your your answer is like you need to figure out your overhead, and yeah. then. And then I, I really think the vig in the in your profit margin on the betting would cover the overhead, and then the the member fees are just. Crazy. Oh, you, I think you're mostly giving those back because people are meeting the the minimum that they need to bet over the balance of the season to get they would refunded. Need to spend, yeah, they would need to spend X amount on food and booze every month too. There you go. Yeah, country country club country rules. Club, country club rules. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Yacht club you, rules. Country club rules. You yeah. got to bring the family in, and uh, and yeah, they they can't come in this room. No kids allowed in this room. But oh yeah, for sure. Bring them bring them in on Saturdays. For, yeah, we do. Uh, you do dinner. a big event. You do a big event. Uh, NFC AFC Championship weekend. Dinner parties. Yeah, p- poker tournament. Uh, and uh, you know everybody can ski. You got a poker tournament at night. Winner of the tournament gets like Super Bowl tickets, like for the some sweet. Yeah, I mean, like you, you know, really, you know, really, uh, kind of thinking outside the box here in terms of like the uber luxury um, player experience, so that you keep these people happy, keep them betting uh, and coming, and and and, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, they they have their agent that they make the bets for, and uh, you know, they don't. I there's probably some legal maneuvering that you have to go through, but they fly they fly home to Houston, they fly home to. Um, to uh, you know Miami Beach, they fly home to uh, you know La Jolla, or whatever. Like they have their agent who's able to make bets for them whenever. Uh, and you, I in think the you legal, offer, in the legal jurisdiction of Colorado or whatever. Yeah, you offer the service of yeah, where you where you have part of part of a golf course where you can go out there and take a picture of him, send it to the wife, yeah. golf yeah. trip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, yeah. we have a pond out back with a fishing boat in it. We'll put you yeah. on and take a picture of you on. Um, I was I was gonna say you brought up legal. I was gonna say the you might have to you might have to get a little into the underworld on this sort of thing. Oh like, yeah, well, you, like there's drugs and prostitutes kind of goes to that thing. <laughs> like, like I'm I'm not I'm not just trying to be funny. Like you're, the the ultra rich are gonna want things. Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying you're you're probably ending up in jail for this, but it's gonna be no. Awesome. I'm not. No, for sure not. I'm not involved with anything like that. Um, but uh, I no, know, that, I didn't know that was happening. 
Yeah, I didn't know any of this. Is I'm, I'm not saying you have to let him like hunt people. Dangerous <laughs> <game>. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, you you grab a grab a, grab a piece of property in Cancun, uh, send him down there for uh, or not Cancun, Ca Cabo, send him down there for deep sea fishing trips and whatnot. Uh, send people down to um, yeah, basically sprinkle them all around North America to give people in this club um, good reason to tell their rich buddies that you should join this club. And if you bet over a hundred thousand dollars, or bet you know, you bet you make you make the minimum of you know half a million in bets a year in total total handle then you get your hundred thousand uh, dollar uh membership fee returned or you can apply that towards other cool cool shit trips and game tickets things like say that. half back yeah, yeah. because even if if they, if they bet a million dollars if they lost every bet that's still only a hundred and vague yeah that's a good point um the uh that's a very good point the uh uh the other kind of key for this, and really, really what I'm laying laying out here is a lot of what I think is going on in the current, um, like the limiting of customers and things like that, and like the race that's going on in terms of customer acquisition. Like there's like you're really trying hard to find the whales and bring them into your book and give them access to bet whatever they want. Like the million dollar bets that you see come across for the Super Bowl, like those are by the whales that they've identified and have curated as long-term customers at these places. We want to steal those from the legal shops and bring them all into our fold and give them concierge betting um, experience so that they're like, why would I bet on my FanDuel app? I have a guy that I call and get whatever no limit bet I want and it, it and and there's a reason to do this because I get something back at the end of the year, or I get to go. Yeah, hang out at this I club. was going to say that the more yeah. the deeper you get into this, this already this already happens. Like this already happens. We're just trying to take those customers and give them a reason to only bet with us. Yeah, you, it would be it'd be a tough sell because I think a lot of them do have relationships with casinos already, where they will you know I'm wiring money for the final four, place these bets. Like it's that's a tough sell for those guys. Yeah, but but there's one there's one there's a level of okay, cool. What do hey, I get out of all here's, this? Here's I get to come to Vegas and I get to eat at a fancy restaurant and I get to get a free round of golf out of it. Uh, we're trying to make we're trying to beat that uh, that in terms of luxury experience by having a cooler club. Yeah, and a more elite club. Anyone can go eat at friggin', you know, uh, fancy steakhouse at the win and get a free round of golf at the win. You have to be in this club in order to play here. Yeah, and Christ, I've got have this experience. Food at the win. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess I was gonna say it might be it might be a tough sell because I think these guys have good relationships. I had a funny experience with it's funny like Andy with a casino host. We're just trying to get like set up for the next time we're out and we're sitting down to like, you know, check our play. Can we get free rooms in three months when we come back for like some football stuff? Mm -hmm. And the guy, the guy picks up his phone and he's like, shit, I have to take this. And he says, what? Into the phone. He's like, what do you mean? Ah, give me five minutes. Give me, give me a minute. And he, he apologizes profusely because he's, we're with him. And he's like, I really have to go. And he's like, I don't know how to sugarcoat this. But this guy's super important. 
and I have to go okay some markers or whatever. And I'm like, did did he lose? He's like, yeah, this guy just lost 25 grand in like three spins at roulette. And I told him to take it easy, so I'm gonna I have to go get him like another 50. Like <laughs> just the, oh my god, like the, the, the it's like the Drake picture. Yeah, <laughs> like roulette. Yeah. Like what? What is this guy doing? It was, yeah, I was just there at the win. It's funny how like, you know, and those guys like they have good relationships with their casino hosts and their their sports. Uh, you know, it, it'd be it's, it's tough. Like, so what we need to do then is brand, we need the to, brand loyalty is high. So, but to start out though, we need to um, just. Like, find, I didn't have that guy's cell phone number. We just need to find a disgruntled host who's just, like dying to like Ooh, you know like like I go. yeah like I'm. Like I'm not respect the wind's not respecting me. You know, they're not giving me what I, what I, or, you know, I brought in, uh, you know, eight new customers last year and they're all limit betting in the high roller room. Right. Like, uh, you bring that guy over and then all of a sudden, cause like, I, I honestly, I think the fact that it, it is a club, uh, that you have to have like, you know, a relative, you know, I think the fact that you're making it exclusive, um, yeah, I guess that's a, that's a that's a magnet. You know, and uh, you see this a lot in Vegas. And if somebody's already doing it from a marketing standpoint, it means they're right because a lot of those play, if they're still open and they're successful. But the uh, targeting the Asian market, sure, that's such a big thing in Vegas. There's you know a lot of a lot of casinos are just built to look you know with some Asian themes, a lot of Asian restaurants. And I asked that once. It's the same casino. I think this was the wind as well. Yeah, it was the wind. I was out there in December and it was just kind of, it was slow because the only time I'd ever been there before was March Madness trips. Mm. And I'm like, well, it's way different vibe. And they're like, yeah, the off season, the winter's different. I said, what happens after like New Year's? Is it just fucked? Are you just like dead? And she's like, she's like here kind of and other places. Yes. She's like, but she's like, we do have this thing where, these it's like 30 really rich businessmen from China fly in for the Chinese new year. And they all have like million dollar plus credit lines at the cage. And they just play their face off at the baccarat tables for like a month. <laughs> and she's like, that just kind of makes our, that just kind of makes our off season. It's like the, the amount of money those guys spend and tip. She's like, it's fine. She's like, you know, those guys, what they're going to tip is, what a really packed room of a bunch of people playing $25 blackjack would for a day. It's like, so it's, it's fine. So I just thought of that story because I, I think maybe we need to have a, maybe we need to have a club in Macaw or even better when it becomes legal in Hawaii, we set up shop in Hawaii and then we're catching all of the Asian folks who don't want to fly all the way across the Pacific, but only halfway across the Pacific and be in a, uh, in an absolute tropical uh, paradise. I like Maui. I can live there, there we go. Yeah. Is is uh, betting is not legal in Hawaii yet? Is it? I don't think so. Okay. I feel Let's like keep an eye on this. They've fought it a little. What we'll do is we'll we'll set up one in Hawaii, one in uh, in the in Colorado, uh, and uh, yeah, we just need some some distressed uh, luxury properties to convert. <laughs> So you're you're gonna you're gonna go whale hunting, and I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna and <laughs> you're, gonna fix, you're gonna fix DraftKings. <laughs> and well, no, I was gonna say I'm going to drop my net and pick up all the krill. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, there it is. I found it. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna um you're just you're basically gonna um 
PR crisis solve solve the PR crisis. And, you know, you, and, know you need to do. Yeah. And again, like the the richer you are, the more things you can do that aren't super ethical. Like remember when it was U two, like everybody who had an iPhone just got that song downloaded that one day. Yes, I remember this. That was a long time ago. Now I might be dating myself with that. No, uh, that it, I think that's ago, still that. on my iPhone. That super garbage album is still yeah. on my iPhone. It was a whole, yeah, it was a whole album. You just got yeah. one one day. You just had a, a YouTube album on your phone. Yeah, um, you need to be able to do that with your draft app. Like when they buy a phone, yeah. it already has like, oh, my phone has you know these few apps. Oh, it has it has the FanDuel app. Like cool. oh. Like, <laughs> I'm getting push notifications right. I, didn't need <laughs> I don't I don't know how that works. There needs to be a way to like cut cut some corners on the acquisition side. I like it. I like it. Um yeah, I mean, you know, final thought on all this stuff, uh, and then we'll call it a pod. Um there's been a lot of people who have kind of, you know, it, it's not a mystery. Bet three six five absolutely dominates and makes money hand over fists in the European markets. Yeah. And there are a lot of lessons you can take about the why and how that succeeds and apply that to a U.S. endeavor. Um, the key, though, is, and the, a lot of people are navel-gazing, well, why isn't Bet365 entering the U.S. market? They literally like see the writing on the wall. Customer acquisition is too expensive. Like, let it cool off. We don't care. We have a product that we believe is superior, and we think we can scoop in at any point in time and offer it and take over enough of a share of the customer base that there's no rush to do so that especially at the cost per customer acquisition now in the u.s um and at some point the balance will tilt and it will be effective for them to do that and they will come and so there's kind of a a little bit of a clock uh on this i would say um where at some point if you haven't figured out what your role in the space is and how you are going to distinguish yourself the bet 365 hammer is probably coming <laughs> i'm excited for some of the european and um caribbean Ooh, nice books to to find their way i think some of the pin, pinnacle, yeah, pinnacle <laughs> used to be a, a book that was offered in in the u.s like it just yeah that's true um, the, but for the our time, they, for my time. Well, the, the old, let's call it old pinnacle. The old pinnacle model was very low margin. They, I mean, they just, they made money different ways. That's a whole nother podcast. The pinnacle story is very interesting, but they just, with the regulation, they wouldn't, it wouldn't work. And the way pinnacles pivoted a little, I think they could make it work. I think bookmaker could definitely make it work. Three, six, five is already making it work. Um, you know, with a, they're in Jersey. Mm. Yeah. Right. But they're like, they are very uh, lightly spending. Yeah. Yeah. No, like the, the, the expansion isn't just hasn't come yet mm -hmm. uh, with all the States that they could possibly be in. Well, and, uh, yeah, they're just not interested in being in a, a state with like high regulation prices or high, the high cost of business and yeah. the, the, the amount of spend, and, the amount yeah, of spend they, the competitors are doing. Right. They have enough of a foothold where they are that there's not a real there's no there's no emergency or crisis for them to rush they can be patient which is a, you know which is a huge advantage i think i'm not 100 sure what i think of like the rest of the european books if i'd want to see them hmm. 
like if, if Pinnacle, Bookmaker, and 365 were available around here, I think I'd be happy. Yeah. Uh, fi- final question for you. Are yeah. you even excited for legal sports betting to come to California? Hmm. Dude, I mean, <laughs> I'll answer. My answer is no. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not like, look, I'm not looking forward to, we started this podcast talking about how we, how we viewed the market right as Paspo's repealed. When that happened, I was excited. I said, oh, this will be fun. We'll have some, some, some options. I might have a uh, brick and mortar place. I can go hang out in a sports book in my, in the past, I'd only been able to do that in Vegas, you know, and I thought that'd be cool right now. It's like, well, I'm just, if I'm just going to churn and get limited on like, low limit or you know low liquidity markets and i'm i guess it'll be fun to get the promos like the first week will be fun getting all the free shit um yeah it's andy 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 what the answer to this question is obviously yes i would be excited i think i'm I'm still excited not and not so. and not for the reasons that you would think not because i could go make a bet at my local shop or not because i could bet on an app in my phone finally legally we've been building up and positioning ourselves to be you know we've been building a brand (laughs) with the deep dive going on five years if california was a legalized betting state and and ultimately forced the united states to become a you know full-on everyone now has legal betting options like everything we've done to build up the deep dive brand will be worth that much more <laughs> and yeah i mean like, like that like that's the that's the end game windfall for being involved in the content space at all um you know i mean it's obviously i know i, I get that, that was, you know this, but that yeah, wasn't like, like uh, you're making a really good point it just wasn't the question i, was <laughs> I wasn't the question i know it <laughs> no. wasn't the question you were asking but no like, it, it was it was a good it was a good answer in the in the long run <laughs> yeah like and and yeah. truthfully i think i still am excited like i i the sports books in Iowa are shit. Like the as far as like the the physical location, if you compare it to going to Circa in Vegas, going to you know the the Superbook in Vegas, but that's to be expected. That I mean, you're not going to go to Waterloo, Iowa, and expect to be you know out at the Circa pool. It's still like I said, it's shit. It's still a lot cooler than what I have here. I don't have a I don't have a sports book. It, you know the yeah. local casinos here in Minnesota. I can't go sit at a sports book and watch the sports and bet on things. Like True. It, it it is still something to be excited about. I think oh, eventually. Yeah. No, no, no. I that there are for, for as a player, um, I'm lukewarm, but ultimately excited if it becomes legal in California. As a yeah. media personality in the betting space who has built a brand over five years, it would be like we would have we would have a party like if, if, and when it happens, it would be just, it would be a big day. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there are, I shouldn't shit talk all of Iowa. I remember, you know, Darren. Yeah, of course. When I went, to, when I drove out to Denver with the family, I made my, we, my wife said, Oh, we should stop halfway. Cause it's a long drive. I said, yeah, maybe like council bluffs. That would be a good spot to stay because there's casinos there. And I met and Darren took me out. And like the, a couple of those are actually halfway decent sports books they've put together. Sure. Like the, there's some there's some nice looks out there. So it, it it will be exciting to do that. And yes, the the opportunities it will afford eventually will be cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, with that, um, excited. If you, if you want to uh, uh, touch base and if 
you know, offer Andy uh, the keys to your sports book to save it or give me the seed money to create uh, the uh, High Rollers Club. You didn't club. name your club. You got to name the club. High Roller Club, something like that. We'll workshop. It's got to have a cool name like the like the Skeleton Society. Or what were the skulls? What was what's the thing? The skulls? Ooh. Ooh. We don't I don't know what you're talking about, Andy. Yeah. Never heard of them. You went to Duke. They never heard it. of them. Nope. Nothing. Never heard of it. <laughs> With that, all right. Enjoy the rest of your week. Send Cut you off. Send some skiing that. pictures. Oh, of course. I absolutely will. I should check the weather here. Maybe I'll just go up to Afton Alps this weekend. Oh, now we're talking. Oh man, my, my golf my golf pick is doing Lucas Glover broke himself apparently. <laughs>